podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I am joined by Brittany Murphy, Marketing Director at One Thing Marketing, to discuss SEO, what it is, why it's important, and the role social media plays in it. Brittany, welcome to the show. Hey, Vinny. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are things going out in Kentucky today? Well, we had 97 degrees yesterday, which was even a shock for here at this late in September time. But today it's beautiful, 68 and sunny. So it is like normal. It is a 30 to 40 degree difference every single day. 97 degrees. Yes. That's insane. I mean, we've had a hot summer here in the Northeast. I, I will say that it's been kind of a hot, dry summer, but recently it's been pretty good. It's been cooler, you know, 80s, you know, or like low to mid 80s, but today it's rainy and and kind of cool today. So um, 97, good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) That's too hot this this late in the season. Um, Anyway, so we're talking SEO uh, and I'm excited to get into these questions, Brittany, but before we get started, can you give us a brief intro of who you are, what you do and your your background with SEO? Yes. So I am the marketing director at One Thing Marketing that you already mentioned. And basically my background, I've been working with this company for the past eight years and I'm kind of our main creative strategist. So what that means is when someone's looking to grow their business, figure out what they need to do with their website to fix SEO, get better rankings, get more traffic. The first one they meet with to kind of brainstorm, pick apart what they have to build a strategy moving forward of what they need to do to make sure that they can kind of rank better organically and different short-term strategies to help boost that along along the way. So it is a uh, unsexy job is what I've been calling it when anyone asks me because it is it gets technical. I am trying to break down all of the 200 reasons why a website ranks online and all the different things that kind of go into it to clients all across the US and all different industries. So that is kind of the last eight years of what I've been doing and really in a nutshell. No, I mean, I, I love it. SEO is a topic that, you know, as somebody who is a digital marketer, somebody who's been working in social media for quite a long time, also website, it's, it's a topic that you really need to know about. And, you know, it's, it's a topic I'm excited to delve into. And if anybody has any comments or questions about SEO, feel free to drop them in the chat and we will either get to them during the stream or we can get to them afterward. Now, we mentioned SEO and it's, been around for a long time. It's an acronym for search engine optimization. Um, but for those who, who might not know about it, can you give us a brief explanation of what SEO is? Yes. So as you said, the definition search engine optimization, it is optimizing for the search engines. So I'll break that down a little better. Search engines just kind of, kind of we're all on the same base. That would be your Google, Bing, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo. Those are all different search engines. And you're trying to optimize for these to work with their algorithms to say, hey, my website is relevant to this person looking for this keyword term because A, B, and C. There's over 200 reasons as to what that, you know, A, B, and C could be for your business, but you're just basically trying to make sure you are appealing to them as much as possible. So a lot of times we mention the different things as far as uh, search engine marketing, which would be SEM. So really the difference between SEO and SEM is we like to consider SEO more organic. So what this means is your website has enough content resources on it that's sending enough clues to Google to say you are relevant to rank for whatever search terms people are putting in online to give results back to. 
search engine marketing would kind of be more of the paid advertising route. So that's more using any type of direct advertising to get to your client. So with Google, it would be Google ads. If you're going to use Facebook ads, that's also kind of a CM in a sense as well. You are putting ads on different platforms to get your website to show and rank immediately. Um, so basically how I like to look at those is a combination of the two is a really good, impactful way to show up in the SERPs. So those are just basically a search engine ranking page. So everybody wants to be on page one. That's kind of the, the prime gold spot. 95% of people will not go past that first page. So it's always a huge emphasis to make sure you have that visibility because we want as many callers coming to us as possible. So making them push that page two button, you're going to lose them then and there. So let's make it a lot easier for them kind of using those ways. And hopefully that makes a little more sense. What do you think, Vinny? Uh, hey, there's an old joke that um, I've, know, I've known since the dawn of SEO and since I've been kind of studying it. It's where's the best place uh, to hide a dead body? And it's page two Google search results. So yes. to me, I feel like, you know, when I think of my tendencies and my uh, my use case of, of Google, what do I do? You know, do I ever click onto page two? Like when I look, when I do a search uh, query, do I ever go to page two? It, very, very, very rarely. Yeah. The tendency of a user is to just change the keywords. Like if they can't find it on, on page one, they're just going to refine their keyword search. So search engine optimization is your ability to optimize your website. And we'll get into social media as well in a second so that you can come up in those on that first page of Google search uh, results, correct? Yes. And if you remember, if you can think like five, 10 years ago, when you were typing in those keywords and doing those Google searches, you probably had to correct yourself or fix it a few times to find exactly what you were looking for. If you think today, do you actually have to do that as many times as you feel like you used to, or do you feel like you're usually getting the same intent as what you're looking for most of the time? You know, I, I think that, I think it's, they're smarter and they know exactly nowadays what you're looking for. In fact, when it starts to fill out, like when I start typing and it starts to fill out exactly what I want, yeah. I start to get weirded out that like it, it knows a little bit too much. But I think my tendency is that I refine less than I used to. Yes. And so you're exactly right. The algorithm has only gotten smarter every single year. So every time they do an update, it's only getting better and better for its end users. So that's kind of why when we do talk about SEO, you know, really what can change between, um, and I know we'll get dive into social media, but one thing I like to mention is a big difference between them is you can be a huge risk taker, in my opinion, with social media, with what you're posting and what you're doing. With, with SEO, you really can't do that as much because Google knows exactly what the intent of, of us when we're typing those words in now. So if your strategy is not to match that intent that Google already knows exists, then you're not going to show up in that versus with social media, that's kind of the beauty. You can have a little bit more organic reach with it not being a perfect fit match of complete clues matching with the algorithm on how to rank it. So you know, that's kind of where it is getting more fun and more refined and also where it just makes it more challenging because back in the old days, I don't know if you remember this, but people used to have like different black or white sections on their website and they would hide and stuff all of their keywords into that text and basically yes. try to hide it so they could put more words on it without it looking crammed or crumpled with too much text on the page. You remember those days? Key, yeah. Keyword stuffing. I, you know, it's, you know, we used to years ago, try to 
do what we could on our website to to trick Google. And I think everybody did, you know, at, at some point so that they can rank high enough uh, to get onto page one of the search results, um, you know, and, and Google the secret sauce or the magic, the pixie dust that they use to uh, to rank websites now has shown that it's, it's a lot more intelligent. It can pick up yeah. on any type of fraudulent activity in terms of trying to, to rank high up. Yeah, so you can't really just cheat the system like you used to. I mean, even the newest algorithm update that everybody's talking about right now, it's called Helpful Content Update. And basically what it's trying to take off is like AI generated content. Mm -hmm. So basically robot content that people sure. are just, you know, sitting through a system to be created versus an actual resource guide that someone did the research, took the time to create a piece to make sure it was accurate, helpful, and, you know, the best type of resource it could be to someone. And that's kind of the fun part, you know, where I say like, you know, with, with social media, you can really take risks with, with SEO. You have to be consistent with it because you have to make sure, again, you are giving the exact thing that person's looking for, and you are making sure you're making it a very good resource, which is very similar to social media, but I know we'll get into that a little bit later. So let's do it right now. Um, so what is the connection between SEO and, and social media? Is there one? So I, I view it around a few different arenas. So let me talk to you about how I kind of view the connection with it, especially when I try to talk to clients, because we don't do social media in-house at all. I have to refer that out because to me, it is a very personalized thing. And we have to focus completely on SEO to be experts at it. And we would spread ourselves way too thin because I know, you know, social media changes all the time as well. Sure. Yep. Is the, the biggest headache. So the biggest thing of what I love about it is you have to utilize both. And what I love that you can do with this is you can actually create different marketing funnels to get new clients. And so what I mean by that is people search in different ways and there's all different types of personalities out there. So for instance, something I have started doing lately, which I think is a little weird, but it's just how I've been operating my mornings is, you know, when I'm making coffee in the morning, I actually go to YouTube and I type in my questions, which I mean, YouTube is owned by Google. So we understand sure. the algorithm works pretty mm -hmm. much the same. But instead of me reading some blog posts in the morning, I'm getting videos and I'm fine to actually just listen to people talk and give the answer. And I think I prefer the video because if I do have a time to actually look at it while I'm getting ready, then if they show reports or, you know, articles right. of proof, it's fun to kind of double check, just to make sure, you know, we're hearing what's right versus all the right, right. information rush that's out there right now. Um, but like, I'm actually finding people via that way. So that, I mean, that's actually like a video marketing avenue versus... Mm -hmm when it comes to, you know, social media, for example, it might not be the best place that like a home service business might get all of their leads per se. So that's actually a huge niche that we work with. And we kind of specialize in is, is home service businesses. So what I'm saying by that is, you know, with my roofers, I work with, if, if in my own home, if I all of a sudden see a leak happening in my roof, I'm probably not going to go straight to Facebook to find a roofer. I've got type in roofer, Louisville, Kentucky, right roofer contractor near me. I'm not going to go there. I'm stressed. I'm going to pick up my phone. I'm going to Google. I'm going to Safari. Right. I'm typing in my question and I'm calling the first few businesses because I can just push my phone and get contacted with as many contractors as I like immediately. Right. So that's why you want to utilize SEO into your social media, because I'm going to go through that avenue to find that what I call reactive services. Like this is an immediate fix I need. Right, right. You know, I'm not going to wait days to get referrals. Like I need some people to come out and then I'm going to do some more research following up from that. So, 
you know, you have your Google business profile, which shows your reviews, but social media profiles are a great way to get more testimonials and reviews about your business as well. So right. since I call those three roofers, I'm probably going to check out, I wonder what their Facebook says. Right, and I'm, right, I'm right. only going to there to the verify, do the reviews still have a high number? You know, of, they're not all of a sudden a two listed on their Facebook page. And I did not see that, you know, and are they active? So I just want to make sure they're alive. I don't expect my roofing companies to post twice a day, seven days a week. Right. You know, right. a good weekly post for me says, okay, they do work. They're alive. They're not a fly by night company. This just helps give a little bit more of trust and authority to that company because I can kind of see all those elements. So that's one way to always think about it is when it comes to your marketing, we have to think of everything holistically. People today are, you know, we're not, again, it's not just word of mouth. We are using the internet to be our word of mouth and to get our referrals from. So we're checking everything out about you that we can before we actually choose to call you or work with you. So utilizing the aspect of how are people going to find you is a great way. And one example I have is, you know, I've seen great Instagram accounts of different like e-commerce products, you know, some you would never think of or thought would exist. And they're using direct ads on Facebook, Instagram to target you because you like fitness or because you like health. And so it's great because I'm getting, you know, introduced to this very quickly and easily. But the funny part was, is I got that ad after I did a Google search about, right. you know, how to build a certain muscle group. And all of a sudden I'm getting all these other ads targeted. So just remember, uh, Google knows everything. The internet knows everything. So it is trying to work together. So because we know this, help it on your viewer, help it on your potential customer by making all of that information accessible. So taking them from your website to your social media and on your social media, taking them back to your website, because if you can get them off that platform and onto your website, that's ultimately where you want them. Now, everything they're looking at is you, your company, what you offer and what you can kind of do for them. So that's really what I love when it kind of comes to that. And on the other side of the coin, not everybody trusts everything. So for example, Google ads, you know, they have a 2% conversion rate. The guy that's number 10 on the very bottom of the first page of Google also gets 2%. Right. And he's a whole scroll down. And we just talked about that's almost where like the, the dead foot of that dead right, body right. is starting to hide. Right. 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 But yes, he is still getting the same traction as that ad. Why is that? People are getting just kind of ad blinds. They don't always trust them. You know, so we, that's why you mix different type of marketing medias because other people love that ad because right when they scroll, boom, right. there's someone that does this. They're taking way more time out of their agenda by just going directly to these things you kind of do there. So just like social media, maybe not everybody trusts what they're seeing you post on social media, but they're going back to your website that has all these resources and has more information and, and proof and trust factors to show, Hey, this person knows what they're doing. Here's some case studies. You know, all these kind of things blend together with it as far as that connection side. And then my very last thing is it will help you make a better game plan for what you're doing. If you can understand SEO and what keyword research looks like, it's going to help you determine what type of content for your social media would be the most impactful for you. And that's kind of where I'm sure most people probably hate figuring out content. I'm assuming that's the biggest concern you probably hear of. Yeah, certainly content for sure like ideas, that whole generation process of it. So, you know, instead of having to hit your head against a wall because you're like, I do not know what to post. I need five more posts to fill out this week's agenda. Sure. Use SEO. What are people searching? What are the keywords they're looking for? And you can actually find all variations of what they're looking for within that particular topic. 
So like you said, you know, you Google suggest is kind of what it's called. So when you start typing something in, it's suggesting what it thinks that finishing statement's going to be. So you can just click it and move forward, you know, and if that's something where if you're looking promotional products, you know, type that in, but then see what other things are it suggesting after that, you know, so right. you can actually pick other topics that are more niche, but still in your industry, but they relate back to what people are looking for. So if they do come to your Facebook or your Instagram, they're seeing answers to their questions on your profile. And that always gives a great trust factor because they're going to love that you're answering the question for them versus making them dig, making them unsure if you provide that and just kind of all the negative aspects that can trickle down from not having that info. Sure. So a lot to unpack there. You said a mouthful, um, but I really like what you said about uh, reactionary Google searches. Like when it comes to something like you have a leak, right? In your ceiling, you need, you need somebody to come over fast. You're going to go into a Google. Um, you're going to go to google.com or you're going to go to Bing. Or you're going to go to search engine. You're going to search, right? But how many times has that happened where you, you have an emergency where you're actually going to search? You're kind of like frantic. Most people, when they're, when they're thinking about doing something, you know, with their money, they're, they're going to purchase something. And they don't have to do it immediately. They're going to search, you know, certain companies and social media, if you're optimized well, will come up. And that's going to lead to my next, my next uh, thought here. So my company is Advertising Specialty Institute. It's a, it's a mouthful. We call it ASI. ASI as an acronym could be so many different other things. So we call ourselves ASI Central. We have um, a shorthand it's, you know, our website's asicentral.com. Most of our social media is, AS, you know, Facebook, you know, ASI Central or, or Twitter slash ASI Central. When I do a search for ASI Central, um, this is what comes up on our, our page one. Our website, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. All of those come up on page one. Yeah. What specifically is helping to rank those social media profiles? Is it the profile pages themselves? And does activity on those accounts actually help with your SEO? Or maybe it doesn't. I'm so glad you asked this. Yes, because I actually get this question pretty often. The reason those social media profiles rank is actually just because those websites are super powerful. And so what I mean by that is they're very high on the trust factor with Google because those places have a lot of engagement, a lot of traffic, and they've been around for probably many years before your website had ever been developed. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. Facebook.com, I knew from 20, 2006, even I finally had my first profile on there. So, you know, I'm not sure ASICentral.com was alive and active, you know, in 2006. So it was it, though, 1995. <laughs> <laughs> We're the exception. We're, we're not yes, the rule. But you probably weren't putting hundreds and hundreds right. and thousands of dollars into this to kind of build up to what it was. So that's what we have to remember is these are other basically search engines that Google is ranking because they're so powerful within themselves. So kind of a, a quick example I give a lot of clients when I talk to is, you know, one of the programs we run, it can kind of give us like your website authority number, like one out of a hundred. And it's always a take it with a grain of salt type of number. We don't know how perfect this is, but it somehow tells us what Google is ranking most websites. So for example, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Yahoo, Twitter, those are all like 99s, you know, they are right to a hundred. So they're always going to outrank many other websites because they're so powerful. So because of that, you know, your website is the most relevant in Google's idea of what the concept of why you're typing that in. So 
your website ranks number one because intent, Google's most likely thinking that person searching probably wants their website. You know, that's right. what makes right. most sense. After that, because you have, and I'll kind of get into the second part of your question, because you have those active profiles on these social media platforms, those will rank and pull up. So that's kind of why I tell my clients, you know, posting on social media will not affect your SEO much. What it will do, however, is make sure that within that platform on Facebook or on Instagram, on that platform, there's enough clues and signals to say, hey, this profile is relevant to that search term. So when they type in ASI Central, well, Google knows, all right, here's the website, but here's their profile on this website, this website, this website, this website, because you're looking for that company and all the info about that company. So, so activity is actually important, you're saying. So posting content. So what I tell everybody is, you you know, especially with kind of like my contractors, they don't have to post every single day, right. but you, you need to basically show that search engine that you're active and you're somewhat engaging with their platform. So if you have an Instagram, but you don't do anything to it, it's just sitting there. Well, depending on what industry you're in, how many people are in your city in that industry, you might type in your name and maybe you see your website or you see your Facebook, but you won't see your Instagram anywhere. And that's just because Google doesn't know if that profile perfectly is your profile or okay. if that's anything you should do with it. So kind of leading into, you know, can you even like do things on social media to make it better or make it rank? Yes. Like adding content would allow yourself to have more opportunities to mention those keywords Sure. to provide that content. Like what we talked about in the last question of answering those questions people might be having. And so that way it's showing that profile even more relevance in that industry, if that helps answer your question. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, it definitely helps, you know, with the segue to our next question, which, you know, how do you optimize the profile pages? And I think that you, you, you kind of alluded to some of this, um, you know, in that, you know, you want to link back to your website. You mentioned this earlier. Uh, and I always, I really tell people, make sure you optimize all of your, your profiles, your social media profiles, fill out all the about us, make sure you have links back to your website. You know, there's an opportunity to, to put links back to your website. Um, what else can you do to make sure that, that your profiles are optimized for SEO? Yeah, well, I'll be honest, you really did hit a huge nail on the head with that. So what I was trying to say is even with our other contractors, you know, they don't have to actively post consistently all the time, every time, but having enough on there will definitely kind of help block out the competition for your name. So mm -hmm. that's always why we do want to incorporate some social media to it is because we do want to make sure Google knows those profiles are associated with us and they should be also shown when someone's typing in our name. So yes, linking back to the website from those profiles. I've seen so many different profiles where people are like, you know, we have all these likes on Facebook, we're doing great. And they don't link it back to their website or they right. don't post anything of that nature to kind of get that client back on what their services or products are and to get them kind of engaging more with them. So yes, is what we kind of want to do is knowing that posting a lot won't change how our website ranks. So that's kind of one thing I do want to differentiate from. If having more activity can help your social profile rank differently. That's a completely different search okay. engine its own monster. It's not going to make your website rank higher with those types of okay. keywords. So that's a good differentiation. Yep. Yes. So what I would say to kind of help your social media and also help your website at the same time by using SEO is going ahead and creating a lot of content on your website. So create those blog posts, create those service pages, create those product pages, put some good information on there. And also, 
think of all the questions again your clients are asking you like what are those faqs you're getting the who what where when right. why how put those on your website so you're basically sharing the content from your website on social media but you're still changing the captions i mean you were making this as engaging as possible but you're what you're going to be doing is knowing what you know on what people are asking to how to basically buy from you you're going to fuel your content on social media with that so and that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier is if you know the questions people are asking, and then if you can understand the concept of SEO and figure out, okay, this is what they're asking. Oh, when I type in Google, here's how they, they type the question. in when I start to ask it, I bet this is how people are typing it in online. I mean, this is a very dumbed down concept of how it works, but you can easily implement this yourself. Just like you said, Google's already suggesting what else to say. So right. use those questions, type them in, see what Google is telling you, how it's phrased. Boom. This is what needs to be on that website. And that's what's going to be on your social sure. media as well. Because again, these are all social, you know, search engines, even the social media platforms. And not to say everyone's using Facebook as much as they use Google in that intent. But if they are, and if they do, wouldn't you rather be the person that has the post on their page that right. basically has that exact question and that exact answer in it? Yeah, not your competitor. You don't want your competitor to, to scoop up potential, you know, prospects from you. Now, I always you know, tell um, the, the users that listen to this podcast that think think like your customer would, would think and how they might search for the solutions that you provide. And that is how you, you would better understand, you know, what your customers are looking for and provide that content for them. You know, they you want them to go to your website. You want them to go to your social media. And if yeah. you know how they search and how they think, I think that's a winning formula right there. Yeah. And if now, you can just check to see what they're engaging with the most, I mean, that just tells you what you need to create more of as well. So for right. example, if, if your videos are doing better than your images, people are probably liking your videos and they're engaged with those more. So do more of what you're seeing more traction with, but that's the fun of testing. And yeah. we all need to get to know our clients as best we can. So test these different theories out, but at the end of the day, like, just make sure you're kind of analyzing what this looks like so you can make a better game plan for it. Because just like using SEO to pick out what you should write, you're going to use all this other data to figure out, okay, how should I keep showing that resource out onto the internet to get the best return and bang for my buck? Right. Now, as far as the profiles are concerned, uh, you know, I know when you set up a business profile on any network, there there is you know, sort of like a tutorial. They, they hold your hand. They say, fill out, you know, make sure you have uh, you know, an image for your, for your business, make sure you fill out the about us. Now, how important is filling out everything in that social media profile to SEO? Does it matter? Does, does Google look at that and say, Hey, they didn't fill out their profile. They didn't add a cover image. So I'm going to kind of dock them for that. Is, is it important? So it is in a sense of it is another directory and another website that is linking back to who you are and your website and how Google respects and thinks about that current website. So when we talk to anybody, and especially about like local rankings, you know, if you're trying to serve more of a local market, this does pertain to it because basically Google reads information across the internet. So Facebook, uh, being open table. I mean, anywhere you can have a profile on the internet, next door, home advisor, these are all directories. And these directories that Google looks at, they're looking to make sure that your information is consistent across the board. 
So that's one way why you want to make sure you're optimizing and going into all these profiles because you want to make sure they match and they show a consistent front about what Google should rank you for. What area are you in? Who do you serve? And what are you serving them with? You know, those are all things we're kind of looking at to kind of go in there. So there's always an exception to this. I've seen where I've, I've typed a, um, it was a paving company in a small town in Ohio. And I was trying to look them up and just kind of see what they had before I had their audit meeting. And, you know, they like all their social profiles kind of showed up, but they didn't have anything on them. Mm. After doing more research, I kind of realized there wasn't many paving companies in that town. So they were lucky enough that when I was just typing in paving, like they were showing up for a lot of these things, even though they weren't doing anything across right, the board. Right. So even during this audit with them, we were saying, okay, like we don't have to do like everything across the board to make you rank because this is a very low competitive area that you're sure. in. Like you've hit the gold mine, but if you see other companies starting, if you see anyone taking on these same services as you, you have to change your mindset completely because now there is another fish in the tank with you and you have to basically make sure you're owning all of your assets and doing everything you're doing well because they can easily take you over just because they're being consistent and really pounding the pavement hard versus you might have just had the basics it was forever ago and you just kind of have been leaning on it for the past few years you know and that's kind of the sad part with social media and seo is if you kind of stop doing it it's not an overnight invisibility but it is a slow decline on all the platforms because right. those platforms are no longer going to reward you for engaging sure. with them and, and posting. And yeah, SEO and is somewhat similar to that, but not the, it's just more being consistent and posting great things versus it, social media is a lot. It makes total sense. I mean, yeah. you know, like if you're the only, like you said, fish in, in the tank, you know, it's like you have no problems getting the food, you know, um, you have no competition, but you know, if there's competition, you got to make sure that you stand out. And I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. Make sure you're you're optimized for search engines, both in your website and also in your social media. And, you know, we talk about the profiles. You know, I noticed this since 2022 and I see I still see it. Businesses setting up profiles and not having, you know, a cover image or not having um you know, they're about us filled out. And I'm like, these are the easiest things that you can do to help your business rank, you know, like make sure that you add your website to Facebook, make sure that you add a cover image to Twitter. You, you know, it, if people go to Twitter and they see that, you know, you have a profile, but you have no images, they're going to be like, well, what, I guess they're not active. You know, to me, I feel like you have to, if you're going to invest in the time, the time to put into social media, do it right. Fill out your profiles, even if you're somewhat inactive. And I, and I make this case mostly for Facebook. Um, you know, I'm like, make sure you, you fill out your profile pages because Facebook pages come up pretty high on, on Google searches. And if you have customers that are, they love your product, your business, make sure you, you ask them to go in and give a review. You know, because people will search businesses and they will go to your Facebook page and they'll see, you know, okay, what are the, what are customers saying about this business? Even if you're not posting on a daily basis, maybe once a week, still have that presence, have that link back to your website, have customer reviews, fill out your profiles, like make sure you have a cover image. That is going, it's the simplest thing. I tell people just do that. You don't even have to post content that often. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing sometimes business owners get stuck in their head about is 
I'm not getting leads off, you know, my social media, or I'm not consistent enough where this is working for me. And, you know, the ROI is not there. Well, okay. Maybe you, yes, you're not being consistent. You're not doing what you need to do. And it is not always the quickest journey. No one's ever been an overnight success. There was years usually that led up to that overnight success in theory, but what you're forgetting and discounting a lot, in my opinion, when anyone says that to me is you're forgetting how, you know, not everyone mentally works the same as you. So they might be using that Facebook page just to make sure you look legit. And if your website doesn't have much on it, because I mean, I'll be honest, not all websites are cheap, easy to make, you know, and sure. working with a marketing agency always doesn't fit the bill for most companies. So if you're trying to do this yourself and you know, the website's not the best, well, if they go to your Facebook page and try to say, okay, if I order from this company, am I actually going to get this product or are they actually going to show up for me and do a good job and having I'll be honest, a half-ass done profile on social media just kind of screams to me, we didn't have time to make sure we showed up and looked good on all presences. Right. Like those are sometimes, and for some businesses, like the front door of your business, like that is our right. open visibility because we don't maybe have a storefront shop. So, you know, it's like making sure that, you know, if someone comes into your building or your profile page, they are greeted, they like what they see, they find all the answers and they're leaving with a sense of trust and confidence. And again, like you said, that does not mean you have to post every day. That does not mean you have to post every week. But even if you posted the bare minimum monthly and you got reviews and it looked just like consistent where they're seeing everywhere else about you, that's going to make them just feel at more ease. As I said, I do not expect my roofer to have great imagery, sure. great post. But I just want to know they're alive. I want to see the reviews look good there as well. And I just want to see that it's complete because to me that shows that they're a more professional business mm -hmm. because they've taken some time to make sure that their presence is coming across correct. I understand their brand, their mission, their vision, mm -hmm. and I can get a good sense about who they would be if I worked with them. Right. So you bring up a great point. Like having a half-assed social media presence can actually work against you, not, yes. not only in SEO, but in public opinion. Like if, if I go, if I'm searching for a company, a local company to do X, you know, whatever it is I'm looking for, and I go to their social media and they've taken the time to set it up. But like I said, it, it's, it's dormant, which is okay. If it's, if they're not posting every day, that's fine. But if their about us isn't set up, if I notice that they haven't posted since 2016, uh, they don't have cover images. I'm going to say, Ooh, like they, they, endeavored to do this and then they stopped and it looks bad. It looks really bad. A lot of people will look at social media, their social media presence and say, this could be a small predictor of what this company is like. You know, if they're half-assed with their marketing, you know, which social media is, are they half-assed with, with their professional work? Probably not, but a lot of people, and, and you know, we talk about generations on this show a lot, especially millennials, Gen Z, who grew up with social media, they're going to social media first to, to research brands. And if they see that, they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's like showing up to your job to be a client and you are not dressed correctly. Yeah. Like you're just completely dirty, half dressed yourself. I mean, that's kind of the presence it gives off when you think about it that way. And so, I mean, even the other side of it of, yes, like, I mean, all, all the ages and how this just works together, it's completely different, all of it. It's a completely different experience. So if we're just using that as that just one checkpoint, I mean, the fun math behind it, if 10 people came to your Facebook every month, 
I know it's a very small number, but let's just pretend 10 new visitors saw your social media and what you were doing. If you could change that conversion from five to 10%, which is not a lot, that's only doubling, right. it's only 5% more. Well, you know, now you went from having double the amount of people calling you because you actually just made things look cleanly and trustworthy enough to kind of go from there. So what a little tidbit I tell a lot of people as well is not every social platform is gonna work for every industry and every business. That is absolutely fine. You do not sure. need to spread yourself thin. And I'm sure you probably give the same advice. Yep. So when it comes to that with like, you know, like our contractors, we kind of tell them, hey, for SEO, we are going to create you a profile on all of these social media platforms. Because at the end of the day, these are still directories that Google is going to read information from to help show that, okay, this business is alive, consistent, and I should probably rank them pretty decently. So after those profiles are created, you know, we, we let them have all the access, whatever they need to do with them if they're not already in existence. But when it comes to their website, we're kind of blunt about this. If you're not going to be active on that social media platform, I am not going to put the icon on your website. Right. So I would rather you pare down and only do Facebook if that's what it's going to be at the end of the day. And I will put that link on there, but I don't want to put your Instagram, your YouTube, your Pinterest, whatever it might be, if there's absolutely nothing on it. Because again, mm -hmm. like you said, those half-assed profiles or it's just the bare bones of it, you now did a disservice to that person sure. that went there because now you wasted my time. Yep. I came to your Instagram. There's absolutely nothing. Why would you send me down this rabbit hole? So what we forget at times is all these little things that add up at the end of the day to make someone just go, hmm, I can just call the number two person. Like they're literally, it takes me three seconds to change. And if my opinion of you has altered that much, maybe I should just go ahead and check this guy out and see if it feels any better. And if you leave there with that feeling of it, they're most likely never going to come back to you. So again, think about how you're coming off and social media and SEO, they both basically allow you to change and help what that presence can look like. So therefore you're always, you know, shining your best when anyone tries to find you. Definitely. Um, great answer. Like you said, you know, I preach about this as well. Um, if you don't have it, time to be on all social media networks, that's fine. Um, I always stress, like find out where your customers potentially are or most likely are. Go to that network, do that right. And if you have time for another network, you know, certainly open it up, but don't do them all just because you think that you need to have a presence. Like you said, you know, SEO will pick up the one that is doing well and, and probably not show, show any of the networks that you're dormant on or you're just not doing well. And yeah. I see it a lot. There are, you know, when, when I go to a website, the first thing I, I, when I'm looking for social media for website or brand, I go right to their website. I look for their social media. And if I click on say, you know, Twitter and it's like last time they were active was 2016. I'm like, oof, like, what are you doing? Like get rid of that account. It's better to get rid of the account than to have it sitting there doing nothing. It looks, it looks bad. Um, you know, and that could be the first impression for, for a potential customer. Now we talk about the negative aspects of, um, you know, SEO and social media. What other things, you know, can a company do that, you know, might negatively impact SEO? Yeah. So, and it does kind of somewhat relate to social media in a sense, but again, I am not the algorithm queen of social media. <laughs> I'm more the Google gal. So one of the other, one of the biggest things is duplicate content. Mm -hmm. And so kind of what people think when it comes down to that is, you know, they're just kind of always posting some of the similarish things. Really, it is almost like a verbatim copy and paste from different mm -hmm. things onto your website. So 
for example, if you were featured in a press release, maybe you had a ribbon cutting, your business was just opened, you had some type of PR moment. Well, a lot of people like to use those posts and add them to their website, you know, to share their media releases. Sure. And that's great in concept, but little things like that, I mean, that's just adding duplicate content to the internet. And Google's really not a fan of that. I mean, there's right. a million pages posted to the internet every single day, and they want those to be good, not just right. crap. <laughs> So, you know, making, adding to the noise versus refining it and making things more resourceful, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And how I relate that back to social media in a sense is, you know, what I was seeing for a little bit, and again, I'm not the social media queen, but longer posts, you know, where people were either kind of having like the video and then they actually typed out everything. So here's all the bullet points from what I said, you know, here's all the active things you can do from it. Here's the links to go to. For those, and especially during COVID, I was seeing a lot of those. I think we just all had more time to chat, right, you know, right. on our profiles because we weren't talking to anybody else. But what I was seeing is people who were creating stories and it was an actual resource at the end of it. So they were answering questions. They were being a, a helpful person. So it wasn't people who were just ranting online. It was content creators trying to create a post in which you would want to engage with mm -hmm. and you would be getting something out with at the same time. And that's the exact same thing that Google is looking for at the end of the day on websites is that these are helpful things. So again, that helpful content algorithm update that just came out, Google's looking for resources to be posted. So therefore people are spending time on your website, getting what they want out of it. That leads to basically a really good trend in the algorithm. They love to see that people are engaging with what you do. And that's just the exact same thing with social media, Facebook and Instagram. They reward content creators who get people to come back to their platform. Sure. Right. That is just how the reward system works. So that's so, that's why we make it engaging. Let me and ask helpful. you, what does Google think you're doing with duplicate content? Like, like I hear it all the time. Like, don't you know, duplicate content? What is what is Google thinking you're doing? Basically, they think you're just trying to cheat the process okay. in a sense. So, for example, if that uh, press release about your business mentioned your business name, this it, the area you do it within, and your services multiple times, well. That's probably a good SEO article that you know has some keywords and has you listed into it. Well, they just think you're just trying to replicate that versus actually doing research and creating something okay. that's going to be helpful. Like that's already out there, so you're not creating a resource. Okay, you're just copying and pasting. So, right. So it's almost like plagiarism. It's it's potentially something that is doing really well, and you see it and you jump on it. It's almost like any type of trend. You know, I think about TikTok, which. You know, there's a lot of trends and if you jump on a trend, you know, you're going to you're going to get the favorability from the algorithm. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to steal somebody else's work, at least rewrite it, you know, like. Yes. And know, that's the whole point. It's a trend. So but you have to recreate it in your own content idea right. of what that means to you. Um, so, yes, they're, they're definitely trying to reward that as much as possible at the end of the day. Um, so like. Even per se, I have run into some businesses who partner with, you know, other marketing agencies that will create blog posts for them, you know, so there's, I mean, that's kind of what we do as well. We will write for you, you know, you were hiring this out, but what some companies are actually buying from is it is the exact same blog post that this one company wrote, but they give it to all 800 of their clients and they post it on all 800 of these websites. So if anyone's listening, if they pay a very low fee and they get a, a, a small monthly blog post, copy and paste the, a part of that blog post into Google and just see if any other sites come up with that exact same content written. If you see that, which I do still see today, uh, not too, like pretty often still, right. 
that is duplicate content. So therefore I would just go ahead and cancel that service because although you're getting some content, uh, okay. you're doing your website more of a disservice. Sure. So I would rather you, if you need to have that small content for social media, because that's what you want to make sure you're posting something there. Well, you already have a lot of blog posts. You could rework those, make them better. I mean, right. you don't have to restart the wheel with it, but just getting out that generic stuff that that means everybody else's Facebook page has that exact same yeah. image and content. So even there, you're, you're not creating unique content, which might mean you're not going to be rewarded inside a search, uh, a social media platform either. So you, you potentially are getting docked and you don't even know it. Yes. And again, take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to yeah. social media from, from my mouth, but yes, yeah. that's how it works with SEO. So I would only assume other search engines, which are, you know, social media platforms could work on a very similar content because yes, you know, with, with TikTok, they want to know, okay, these type of things are doing well. People are more engaging with this, but they're, you know, you probably see people screenshot things and it go through. Right. Those have way less engagement because the algorithm's trying to find that and also not reward the person because they do want to sometimes reward the person that originally created that. So they are trying to help as well on that right. backside, I feel like. So yes, you need to be unique and it does not need to be duplicated. Um, you can use all the information out there to create your own. So I'm not saying everything is a 100% perfect, you know, I, I knew this from my brain without doing any research or figuring out how other people worded it to explain things better. Like use these resources, like use the top 10 that rank, see what they say about it. What topics are they covering in that blog post? And just make sure you cover those same topics. Like right. that's what it should be more. So you're not having to recreate the wheel, but you're utilizing what's working now okay, let me put my spin on it. So now Google can see I am still resourceful. This is still unique, but it's still matching the intent of what you think people are trying to find when they search that in Google. Excellent. All right. This has been a great conversation, Brittany. Um, just one, just a couple more questions. Um, do you have any final tips for SEO um, from either a website or a social media perspective? The biggest thing I would say is just start today. If you have not already write down FAQs. So if you answer the phone, if someone else answers the phone in the office, have them had a little pad of paper next to them, a pen. And when they get questions on the phone about your service or products, write it down. When they get asked again, put a tally mark after it. What you're going to do with this notepad is you're going to create your entire marketing strategy off of it. All of this is information of what clients who want to work with you are asking and what they're not finding all the information online for. So this helps even more if you're a local business selling a little bit more locally is you can create this information on your own website because, you know, they ask you it on person. We know 99.9% .9 of the time they've already put it into Google because that's like our new person to ask, you know, like we don't always call our, our, our parents anymore. We don't call our best friends and ask questions. We just kind of go to our friend Google because we're either embarrassed or we don't have time or, you know, we just want to get there in a hurry, you know, so that's kind of what feeds into that side of it. Answer the questions that they're asking. So therefore you can be there when they're looking. Mm -hmm. That is hands down. The whole point of SEO is to be there when they're trying to find you and work with you. So a great, just kind of content idea generation, because just like with SEO as, as it is social media, it's a headache to think of types of content to create and what you need to post on your website. But this is, what we do for our clients. And we see a huge impact to help ranking as well, just because it is seen as 100% resourceful because Google knows people are doing this. And now we're actually filling the holes that are on the internet of this lack of content. Great advice. I, I love the, the idea with FAQs, you know, coming up with the FAQs that are most popular with, um, 
with your business and using that to, you know, as a, as a marketing strategy. Love that. Uh, Brittany, final question. I always end my podcast with a fun question. When you're not working, what do you do for fun? Well, I feel like I'm going to make myself sound 10 times older than I actually am. But ever since COVID, I have become an avid gardener and plant lady. So <laughs> I love getting my hands dirty. I have a whole row of vegetables I got to grow this year. And unfortunately, I adopted quite a few um, indoor houseplants since the last oh, couple wow. of years as well. So got a little herb wall because I'm going to get married to a chef. So I'm trying to get him some fresh oh, herbs nice. and plants to cook me some yummy meals with. So it's it's been a positive return becoming a gardener as well. I can tell you that. I think a, a lot of people went down that road during the pandemic. It was an outdoor activity that you could do safely. And, you know, I even tested my green thumb and found out it wasn't so green. But, um, you know, I, hey, look, we still do a garden every year. Um, you know, we get fresh vegetables, uh, some some herbs. But, yeah, good for you. You're, uh, you're now, uh, you know, a certified gardener and potential, yeah. you know, you're going to be creating great meals out of that. That's awesome. Now, Brittany, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? The easiest way is to actually go to our website. If you wanted to have a strategy session and just understand what your website looks like, brainstorm some SEO ideas, we have a free 30-minute strategy session. So you can just go to our website, book on there, and it goes straight to my calendar. Um, and actually what I'm going to be giving Vinny to put in the show notes is we do have an ebook. So we actually have the nine top SEO marketing strategies we recommend for any business that is trying to sell services or products online. So everything kind of we talked about today and a little bit more info into it on how to do that for yourself. But again, download that ebook. But if you do have questions, I'd absolutely love to talk to you. That's kind of the joy of being a marketing director is I do sure. get to meet clients and brainstorm and do all these ideas. So please give me that opportunity to make my day more fun and get to see what you're working with and how to make it better. So I'll make sure I get that to you so the link can be there as well. Awesome. And again, that was uh, Brittany Murphy and we were talking SEO and we will have this episode live for you next week in archive. For Brittany, I'm Vinny. We'll see you next time on The Social Angle.